Well, how many are having a good weekend already? It's not over when Sunday finishes. How many are glad about having Monday as well? Not many people are excited about that. But hey, it's great to be in the house of God. How many know you made a good decision coming to church? And one thing we don't do is we don't go on holiday from our relationship with God. We want God in the center of everything we're doing, everything that we are. How about throwing a hand or two in the air right where you are right now? Holy Spirit, we welcome your presence. We thank you for your anointing here. Lord, I thank you that your word has the ability to locate people this morning. Lord, it's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of our heart. Lord, it knows exactly where we're at. And Lord, it can lift us high, I pray. Lord, you come underneath people and you lift them up. Lord, so that they could become everything, Lord, that you've purposed for their life. So that they could take hold of, Lord, everything that you're wanting to do. Lord, I thank you. You're a good God who loves to do good things. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Right now. Could we give God, like the Tongans did last night, you know, I love the, the fact that win or lose, they, afterwards they were still singing, still lifting, having a party no matter what. And I like what Job says, you know, the Lord gives, the Lord takes away. But blessed be the name of the Lord. I don't care what you've gone through this week, but how many know, whatever you've been through, good or bad, God's name deserves to be lifted up. Come on, can we give God a huge clap? Come on, we bless you, God. We love you. We love your presence. We honor you. Jesus, amen. Whoa. Come on. Whoa. Well, there's faith in the house this morning. How about giving your neighbor a high 10 before you take a seat? High 10. If you got your Bible, let's go to Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs 3. We live in a world right now that is moving at a fast pace. And having a holiday is a good time to evaluate. You know, having a sila moment, as I talked about last week, is so important because... So often we can be moving fast, but not really considering what direction we're going in. We're going fast nowhere. You know, we live in a world today where there's many choices, but just because you've got a whole lot more choices doesn't mean that there's improvement. You know, how many would testify to that? You know, we've got a lot of TV stations, more than we had in yesteryear. Uh, But you can go through the hundred TV stations you've got and still not find anything decent to watch. And uh, yeah, how many remember the days of two, just two TV stations? Uh, I remember the day, man, it was significant when TV3 was launched. TV3, man, now we didn't just have two options, we had three options. You know, we've got a whole lot of options, but it doesn't mean improvement. Yeah, today the world promises a lot, but delivers on a lot, uh, little delivers on little and uh, you know there's increase in thrills but still there's a, a dissatisfaction that lies in the hearts of, of many people. I love the fact that we serve a God who wants to satisfy the longing of our heart. Uh, we can live blessed and fulfilled lives in Jesus. God wants to bless your life. He wants to do great things. You know I love in, in, fe- in November where we're doing a fast. And uh, people go, oh, I don't know if that's for me. Well, yeah, it depends what you want. I, I'm, I'm believing for significant breakthrough. And I love the spirit of Daniel. Daniel and his mates uh, said he did not 
uh, defile himself with the king's delicacies. And he went on this, this fast. And as a result, you know, of him not defiling himself with the delicacies, you know, going without in some areas, the Bible talks about that they look 10 times better. And, and they function 10 times better. How, how many would like a 10 times better anointing? I really believe God wants to release a 10 times better anointing on the church in Jesus' name. But as we give up stuff and we press into Jesus, I know that God comes good on His word. Well, if Bible, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1, let's go there. It says, My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your where, where do you keep his commands? Not in your head, not just on a piece of paper. You keep his commands in your heart, in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years. So you won't live a short life, you'll live a long life. How many want to live a long life? Yeah, they will prolong your life many years and, you will, and will bring you peace and prosperity. It says, let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your, come on, let's all say this, write, this, write them on the tablet of your, and it goes on. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. How many want a good name? I'm not just talking about the name that your parents named you with. You may not like that name, but when you think of a name, you don't think of the name, you think of the person. And the Bible talks about that having a good name is better than having riches. A good name. You know, we want a good name and you'll win favor and have a good name in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord. Somebody say, trust in the Lord. With all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him and He will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. I just love the sound of that. Uh, do not be wise in your own eyes. Just quickly turn to your neighbor and say, don't be wise in your own eyes. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. Right in these 10 verses, there's so many promises for you and I. Just listen to the promises contained in these 10 verses. A prolonged life, peace and prosperity. How many want to know that? A good name, favor with God and favor with people, straight paths. You know, if I'm going from A to B, I don't want to go in the other direction. No, I'll, I'll go there straight. You know, that's the promise of God. Straight paths, health to your body, nourishment to your bones, barns overflowing, vats brimming with new wine. So many promises in these 10 verses, but they all come off the foundation of trust. Trust, simple trust. How, how many know trust is easier said than done? How many of you ever heard, trust me, and you're going, I don't know if I can, because we've got trust issues, because in a lot of places, we've been let down, we've been disappointed. There wouldn't be a, a person sitting in this auditorium right now who hasn't been let down before, or who hasn't let somebody else down. In fact, when it comes to trust, a lot of us are the, the perpetrator and the victim at the same time. You know, we've... we've, we've been led down, but also we've let other people down. How, how many know to live is to trust today? 
uh, to live. Everyday life involves a lot of trust. You know, when you shake somebody's hand, you're trusting that they have washed their hands. You know, you trust that they have a level of hygiene, you know, if they're preparing food. You know, there's a lot of trust. You know, you're trusting that if they, they drop something on the floor, they, they put it in the uh, rubbish. They didn't just put it in your meal. Because you, know, you don't know in places what's gone on before. So that, it involves a lot of trust. You know, you trust people to do jobs around the house. Yeah, you trust people to put out the rubbish. Yeah, oh, can you put out the rubbish? And, and you trust that they're going to do it. How many know there's nothing like missing rubbish day? Yeah, uh, that will disappoint you, you know, when you have to live with your rubbish for another week. So, so life involves trust. You know, there's a trust in you turning up today. There's a trust that uh, other people are going to be here. There was a trust that we're going to play music, that there was going to be a message. Uh, imagine if it was no show Sunday. Yeah, uh, you turned up, but nobody else turned up. And so even you arriving, getting in your car, coming to church, you know, there was a level of trust that, you know, what we advertised, what we sent out on a text message was actually going to happen. It wasn't, ah, jokes, <laughs> not happening. No, there's trust. There's, you know, today people trust, thing, trust secrets to one another. You know, there's a trust when you fly on an airplane. I mean, you know, a lot of trust goes to those pilots. Uh, there's trust in governments. There's trust with spouses, you know, when it comes to their vows, that, that, that what they declared, that yes means yes. But, but the fact of the matter is we've all been let down and, and disappointed at some stage. And, and, and what do we do to resolve that? Uh, do we stop trusting? Uh, do, do we live life at arm's length? Yeah, to relate is to trust. A relationship without trust is like a car without gas. You can sit in it, but you're going nowhere. And, and our relationships are, are founded on this thing called trust. But a, a lot of us, if we're to be honest, have trust issues. But for us to move forward, for us to progress to mature, to apprehend all the promises God has for us, how many know we need to go to a another level of trust. And that's what this verse says. It says, trust in the Lord with, somebody say, all of your heart. No, no not just some of your heart, but, but all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Here's the deal with God. He can be trusted. He can be trusted. Just because people in your world have let you down doesn't mean He will let you down. See, what the, what the problem is when it comes to God is we project, project human failings on God. We may have had a father who led us down, so, so we project that on our heavenly father. And, and what we do is, in, in the end, we, we, we put God-type pressure on human relationships, and then our human relationships, the, the relationships around us cave in. Because nobody can live up to that standard. How many know I'm going to let you down? You know, even your best friend is going to let you down. Why? Because they're not perfect. You know, as much as we pretend we've got it all together, none of us have got it all together. It's only a God in heaven who will never let you down. And He's worthy of your trust. He's worthy of your trust. In fact, I challenge to say your relationship grows in direct proportion to your trust. 
Some of you are wanting to go into a deeper relationship with God, but you'll never get there if you don't learn to trust a lot more. See, we live in a world where, where there's an increase in bureaucracy. You know, audit upon audit, you know, you've got to check that the job, you know, audit. And, and really what it is, it's built on a foundation of mistrust. Well, well, I can't trust that they've done the job well, so I need to audit the auditor. You know, on that, and, and we live in a world where there's legislation to protect, which I, I think is all good, but, but, but it's because of breakdown of trust. I can't trust that person. That they, they won't do that, that they won't harm me, that they won't harm my kids. And so what I've got to do is I've got to build I've got to put legislations and laws around it to make sure that, that they don't break my trust. You know, we have cameras today. You know, more cameras on the streets than we've ever had before. In fact, if you walk in London, it says your photo will get taken at least 50 times just on an average walk. Because, you know, again, we can't trust people in places where, where nobody else is watching. We're going to put cameras there now to make sure they're not stealing money from the till, to make sure that they're doing what they said they'll do. And so, so all these cameras, all the big brother out there is, is simply from a foundation of, of mistrust. You know, the, the world is more cynical and skeptical than it's ever been. But I believe as Christians, we should be more trusting. You know, I, don't get me wrong. We need to protect ourselves. But what you've got to understand is when it comes to law, Law is the lowest level of relationship. In fact, we've got a trustee as a church. It governs how we operate. You know, we got it formed, you know, so it matched our values. The, the lawyer said something really interesting to me as we had, had it formed. He, he said, you know, one thing you do with this document is you put it in the back of your files and you hope you never have to refer to it. You, know, you, you hope you, you never have to go there. Because if you have to pull it down, it, it's likely because there's been a breakdown in relationship. Uh, you should be able to sort out most things relationally. It's only when there's a breakdown in relationship that you actually have to go legal. You know, how, how many people today are living at a law level rather than a spirit level? You know, we're going to make sure, you know, we don't do that with God. We don't just, you know, get tick boxy on our relationship with God. And we don't project our human failings on a perfect God. He's a perfect. See, 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 our trust in God actually allows other people to disappoint us and still be secure. Uh, uh, listen to me. Yeah, all right. See, see, when I trust God, I recognize what the Bible says when it says all authority is appointed by God. That's civil, that's government, that's you know, in your workplace. It's all appointed by God. So in me trusting that person, I'm not trusting that person. I'm actually trusting God. And so, so even if they disappoint me, I, I, I understand that God's more in charge of my destiny than that person. God, he, He's the author of all this. And, and me trusting God, it means that, hey, other people can, can disappoint me, but it's not going to rock my world. It's not, it's not going to cause me to, to, to be cynical. See, see, that's why I believe, you know, as a church, we should be trusting. We should believe in people. 
yeah, people are going to let you down. You know, you don't believe it? Just get involved in pastoring people. You know, all the time, people say one thing, do another, and, and different things. But, but what are you going to do? You're going to stop trusting yeah, and not move forward and not apprehend His promise? You know, I, I love what the psalmist says. You know, Psalms talks about trusting in God a whole lot. A lot and there's promises. Here are some of the promises. Those who trust in God will be blessed. How many want to be blessed? It says God will preserve them. He defends them. He saves them. Here's a, a deal. Those who trust in God will never be put to shame. Come on, that's good, isn't it? If you trust in God, if your trust is in Him, you'll never be put to shame. Will not be condemned. God shields them, delivers them, redeems them. That, that's for all those who trust in God. I love what Psalm 37 says. One of my favorite Psalms. It goes, trust in the Lord and do good. Somebody say, do good. Dwell in the land and feed on His faithfulness. Feed on His faithfulness. He's faithful. He, he won't disappoint you. He won't let you down. Feed on His faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and He shall give you the desires of your heart. He shall give you the desires of your heart. You know, that's not, oh, well, I want this, God. Give it to me. No, I believe, you know, when you delight in the Lord, your desires begin to align with His desires. And, and, and He will give you the desires of your heart. It says, commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as light and your justice. Hey, in other words, He's your vindicator. He will vindicate you. You don't need to go around justifying your actions. If you've got to write, he will vindicate. He will stand up for you. And your justice as noonday. You know, how many know it takes trust to do good? Some of you are doing good, and you've been doing it for a while, and you're asking, where's the payoff? Here's the deal. You can trust him. In fact, Paul said, don't grow weary in doing good. You know, don't lose heart because in due season, you'll reap if you do not lose heart. You'll reap. You, you can trust Him. You can trust Him with your dreams. You can trust Him with your desires. You can trust Him with your future. Just quickly, uh, this morning, I want to give you three questions that you need to ask of yourself. Three questions you need to ask of yourself. Because as I said, uh, our relationships grow in direct proportion to our trust. Our relationships grow in direct proportion to our trust. So the first question we need to ask is, is will we allow God to be in control in all circumstances? Will we allow God to be in control in all circumstances? See, every day there's an opportunity to grow in our trust of God. Uh, trust is, is not just something we sing, it's not a theory. Now, when I say this statement to you, uh, I wonder what you think. Okay, this statement, listen to this. God is in control. What feelings does that invoke in you? God, God is in control. How, how many right now are comforted by that thought? Just show of hands. Yeah, 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 show of hands. Yeah, okay, we've got a few people comforted. Now, some of you are sitting back and go, well, it depends on who said it and what they meant when they said it. And what situation they were referring to when they said it. So, see, if you say, right now, if you lost your job and you've been out of work for a year and you're having trouble feeding your family and you're doing everything you can 
to, to try and get a job and an 18 year old came up to you who's never had a job, who's never had to work and his parents have paid for everything and that 18 year old teenager put his hand on your shoulder and said, don't worry, God is in control. Let me ask you, do you feel comforted? Does that help you? Does that bless you? Or do you want to slap him? You know, do you want to, ah, you know, it's because where it came from. On the other hand, you know, just say, same situation, you lost your job, and you've got a neighbor who lives down the road who's 86 years old and lived through the Great Depression. You know, lost her husband in the midst of it and had to raise four kids through it. And, you know, comes to you, you know, with, with tears in her eyes and puts her hand on your shoulder and just says, don't worry, God's in control. How does that make you feel? See, see, see truth registers on the other side of complexity. And so often we try to simplify this whole trust deal. Uh, but, but trust is found, the trust of God is found in the truth of who He is. Yeah, it, it's all right to trust. Yeah, I trust God when things are going well. And when you have a momentum, yeah, I, I'm trusting. Yeah, trust God. But what about when they're not? See, I love Paul in the Bible because he experienced high off the chain, unbelievable moments. You know, people getting healed, delivered, set free. Whole households were coming to Jesus. You know, they laid hands on handkerchiefs. Those handkerchiefs would be taken to other people. And just through the handkerchief being placed on that person, they'd get healed. Man, that, that's amazing. That's incredible. But, but a lot of his letters he wrote, he didn't write from the place of the high point. In fact, a lot of the letters he wrote were, were when he was in jail. You know, and when he was in jail, he, he wrote Romans 8, 28. We, we know that verse. All things, what? Work together for good for those who love him in accord according to his purpose. Come on, how many have ever been blessed by that statement? Uh, but where did he write that from? He, he wrote that from jail. So, so, so you understand that, that this wasn't just a theory. This was something that he was in the midst of seeing being worked out. I'm trusting in God. He's going to work this together for good. So does it really comfort us to say, hey, God's in control? Because if the truth be known, in a lot of cases, this world is trying to get out of the control of another. You think about that when you're a kid, you know. First thing you start thinking, man, I can't wait till I grow up and I can choose what I want to eat. I don't have to eat what's in front of me. You know, it's like I, I get to eat McDonald's each and every day of the week. You know, it's like, you know, I can, I can choose when I go to bed. You know, that's, that's in a kid, you know, trying to get out of the control of another. Humanity is on a quest to maximize control. And to hear God's in control of our world, is sometimes it's not that comforting. But maybe, you know, what we need to realize is that actually that statement, God is in control, is not even in the Bible. It's said a lot. But maybe it's not in the Bible because in God's sovereignty, He has given you and I a level of control. Yeah, see, see the question I want to ask is, do we really want... God to be in control, or do we want God to take control? Because there's a difference. 
Uh, most of us actually don't want God in control. If the, if the truth be known. What, what we want is we want God to take control of our lives temporarily when things get out of control. Now, now this identifies the crux of what it means to trust God. It means I'm not just asking God to take control because life's got too hard for me. I've got too many problems. I abandoned my life. I want, you know, I want to leave myself. It's like, you know, here you, God, take, here you go, God, take my life. You know, we, we want God to take control. But to trust Christ means, means you know, it's a surrender. You know, I'm not just handing my life over to God at certain points where I think it'd be advantageous for, for a little bit of God on my side. Uh, to trust God means I, I'm, I'm asking them to, to take control of my life, to be involved in every decision, to come and move at every juncture, to come and, and be amongst you know, my, my feelings and direct me. See, see, it's there. But if a lot of places, we, would, we just want God to take control for a minute. I, I want God to take control tonight, but not Friday night when it's drinks with the boys. Because, you know, I have needs. You know, I, I, I want to, God to take control of my career, but I don't want God to take control over my, how I react at a sports game. Yeah, you know, I, I want God to take control of my, my finances. You know, I want God to rain down money, but I don't want God to, you know, His input when it comes to my spending. Well, I don't want Him, you know, involved when it comes to my giving. Come on, it's gone real quiet in this place. Yeah, yeah. You know, we want God to take control, but we don't want God to actually be in control. And, uh, but a true, a true trust allows God to take control, not just at the high point, but at the low point as well. Yeah. See, it, it, it can be easy to trust God when you've got no other option. I've explored every other option. Ah, made a mess. Here you go, God. Take control. But, but what about when you've got momentum? What about when things are going well? So do, do, I, do I just trust them temporarily? But say, hey, give me back the remote at 10 p.m. Because this is what I want to do. See, see, it's a defining question when it comes to trust. Yeah, you know, God, here's my life. I've messed it up. I've been neglecting these relationships for years. Just whip it up, make it all better so I can be peaceful and happy. Come and, come and take control, but I don't want you in control. See, we've got to ask ourselves these questions because if we're going to trust God with all of our heart, not just in moments. Second question we need to ask is, will we obey when we don't understand? Will you believe when you can't see? Will you trust when you can't trace? See, see here's the thing. Can you have complete confidence when you don't have complete understanding? Because in a lot of places, you know, we say, well, once I've got understanding, then I'll have confidence. You know, I'll be confident. You know, tell me what I'm doing, tell me where I'm going, and then I'll be confident. And, and our confidence is based on our understanding. But, but here's the deal. God wants us to live confident even when we don't understand. Even when there's uncertainty in our life. 
Because we, we're trusting, who's our trust in? It's in God. You know, for, for the, this is important for trust. This is important if trust is to be at the center. See, see what happens when your circumstances contradict your beliefs? How, how do you get so, com, uh, so much confidence in what you believe when your so, uh, circumstances don't line up? You know, that's why some of us find ourselves on emotional roller coasters, because our confidence is based on what's going on around us, not in a person. Aren't you glad as a Christian who trusts in God, you can be confident in all situations? You, you can be confident that God is working while you're sleeping. That's a, a good way to go to bed. You know, I've got some issues, I've got some things, but I'm not going to stay up and be anxious, you know, because anxiety produces nothing. You know, I'm not going to worry about tomorrow because tomorrow has enough worries of its own. Come on, how many have been there before? You know, I can trust when I lay my head on the pillow that God's going to work on my behalf. Come on, it's good to pray that at night. It's good that, God, you're in control. You're working for me. You want to bless me. Yeah, you know, and, and, and so much of our confidence, though, if, if, if we're to be honest, is, is in our circumstances. And, and often what we do is we interpret God's character through our circumstance rather than interpreting our circumstance through God's character. Come on, He's faithful. He's good. He wants to bless you. He's not out there to destroy you. He's not a mean God. He's not a nasty. He's not sadistic. He doesn't put something in front of us that we never could attain. You know, he wants us to live in our promise. See, see, our Christianity is not a set of beliefs. What you've you got to understand about God is, is our relation, it's a relationship. It's not a system. It's not a grid, a matrix. It's not a set of principles in which we evaluate truth. See, we've got to stop believing truth as a proposition, and we've got to see truth as a person. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and nobody can come to the Father but through me. See, it's not what I believe, it's who I believe. It's not what, and, and we can put our faith, you know, I know we're believing for the building, God's spoken different things, but my trust is not in understanding where the building is, how it's going to happen. No, my trust is in the person who gave the promise. And he's a good God. He's faithful. And he's able to deliver on his word. And nothing is too difficult for him. Come on, do I get an amen? Come on, if you believe it, give God a clap of praise right now. See, see, see my trust isn't in something. It's in someone. You know, so many people have trust. Oh, well, it didn't happen. It didn't happen the way I thought it should happen. No, it didn't because he's God and his ways higher than your ways. His thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Don't try and bring God down to you. Come on, we need to lift ourselves up and to hear his voice. And when we get to know him in relationship, which comes through trust, is then and there we begin to understand his ways. Listen, come on, you gotta lean. Into him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Lean not. Some of us are leaning on our understanding. Lean not. No, lean into God. Don't lean into your understanding. Lean into God. God has something bigger for you than you can imagine. If you just lean into Him. Third question we need to ask is, 
is, are we willing to put skin in the game? First question was, will you allow God to be in control in all situations and circumstances? Second question is, will you obey even when you don't understand? Third question is, are you willing to put skin in the game? When people say, some people say, oh, I'm just trusting in God. In some places, it's an excuse for inactivity. Yeah, I'm just trusting God for, for a job. But you haven't even prepared a CV. Uh, that's not trust, that's stupidity. You know, you got to get out of bed, you got to go, you know, I'm trusting in God for a life partner. Well, that's not going to happen if you stay at home every night of the week. How are you going to meet that person? Oh, well, God's going to randomly appear. No, you got to do something. You know, well, I'm trusting in God for my family's salvation. Well, have you talked to them? Do you tell them where you're going on Sunday? Do you tell, talk about you know, what matters to you? Yeah, I'm trusting in God. No, you're not. You know, well, the question you've got to ask is, what is at risk if your trust fails? What is at risk if your trust fails? If nothing is at risk, is it trust? If, there, if there's not, nothing at risk, it's not, it's not really trust. It's bulldust. Yeah, it's like, well, I'm trusting. No, you don't. Because if you really trust it, you put skin in the game. Yeah, you back it. Yeah, you believe it. Yeah. What's at risk? You know, some of us right now, there's nothing at risk. We're not trusting. Our trust is in our bank account and our trust is in other people we know more than it's in God. Come on, I believe God wants some of us to stretch out. Come on, we're called to live an adventurous life. Christianity's boring. If it's just a set of principles, come on, God wants to take each and every one of us by the hand and lead us into the unknown. Come on, risk. What's at risk if your trust fails? See, what you've got to understand is faith and action are linked. It's not, it's not a, just a belief. There's an action that needs to follow that. You know, it's like, well, I'm just trusting God and He's going to just... Boom, out of the sky, all my dreams and desires are miraculously going to appear. Do you believe that? You're going to be disillusioned. You know, you fall out of church, you get thing. No, no, you've got to take a step. Talked about last week, the only way, the, the way you know the difference between faith and presumption is actually stepping out and doing something with it. Oh, is it me? Oh, well, it could be you. But how do you know it's not God? The only way you know the difference is you've got to do something with it. You've got to step out. You've got to have the conversation. You've got to make the phone call. You've got to, you've got to reach out beyond yourself. They're linked. See, see many, many people today are waiting on God to do something that He's empowered them to do. Yeah, it, it, when, when people came to Jesus, often Jesus would do miracles, but before He did the miracle, He would give them an instruction. And how they responded to this instruction determined whether the miracle was released. You know, he, he, would, he would tell them something to do which would enable the miracle. You know, remember the time Jesus teaching and preaching I shared about last Sunday night. And, and he goes over time. Jesus preaches into dinner time. Some of you are thinking it's lunch right now. You know, you think, you know preaching out disciples. 
They got distracted and they thought, dinner time, time out, Jesus, time out, Jesus, we need a break. And Jesus was preaching, He kept on preaching and He, and he lost track of time. And so the disciples said, hey, we need to send the crowds away because they're hungry and we need to give them something to eat. And He turns to them and He says, no, you feed them. You feed them. And they go, oh, well, I only got five loaves and two fish. But how many know it was that instruction to feed them with what they had released the miracle that took it beyond? You know, see, see, so often we're looking with well, what's in our hand. Well, well, five loaves and two fish can feed a multitude if we just obey the instruction. See, the instructor, we've got to put skin in the game. Some of us are waiting until we've got enough to feed a multitude before we feed the multitude. But God says, no, I want you to start with your five loaves and two fish. I want you to start with what's in your hand. I want you to step out in faith and trust me that those five loaves and two fish can feed a multitude. Come on, God wants to bring increase to your life. See, when we do what's in our power, to do. He releases His power. Some of you right now are praying for your children to come home away from God. But for that to happen, He might say, hey, you need to adjust your attitude at home, the way you talk to them. See, when you do what you can do, God will do what He can do. Some of you right now are wanting God to get you out of debt. God's saying, well, the first thing you need to do is start honoring me, honoring me with your possessions, bring the first fruit of all your increase. You know, many people want their barns filled and their vats overflowing, but they're not honoring God with their tithe. Yeah, you do that, then. So you gotta take, you got to put skin in the game. Yeah, yeah, so many people are wanting stuff, but it's like, well, oh, I just want to stay the same and see the miracle occur. It won't happen because God is all about relationships. See, it's not even about money. It's about trust. And money will often reveal where your trust is at. You can say, I trust God. But if, if, if you won't let Him direct Him, direct your money, do you really trust? Because wherever your treasure is, your heart will be also. Come on, so many great promises. Just in these 10 verses, what a prolonged life. How many want to live a long life? Come on, how many want to live a long life? For those who trust in God, a prolonged life, peace and prosperity, a good name, a good name. Come on, God wants to give each and every one of us a good name, a name that's respected, a name that has a good reputation, favour in God with people, favour with God and people, should I say. Yeah. Favour with God, favour with God and favour with people. Straight paths, health to your body, nourishment to your bones, barns overflowing, and, and barns full and vats overflowing. But he says, if you want to experience that, what are you going to do? Trust. Trust. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Your relationship grows in proportion to your trust. How many want their relationship to go deeper into God? How many want to know more of God? Well, you got to trust Him more. Your relationship will grow directly in proportion to your trust. Come on, some of you got some freaky situations in front of you. I want to say you can trust in God. He can bring you through. 
He can turn around some stuff. He can reverse some stuff. Yeah, it's out of your control. You can't control another person, how they respond, how they act, how they behave. But here's the deal. God's everywhere, all at the same time. And He can move over here while you're over here. If you just trust in Him and you just believe in Him. Come on. I want us as a church to put our, our feet firmly on the foundation of trust. You can trust God. He's faithful. And I really believe when it comes to your future, some of you are anxious about your future. Trust, trust, trust in the Lord with all your heart, your dreams, your desires. Come on, single people, you can trust God with His way of doing things as well. You don't need to go outside of that. You know, trust in Him. When you trust in Him, when you honor Him, you know, He opens doors. He comes in and He honors you. You can trust Him in every aspect of your life in Jesus' name. Come on, if you believe that, how about standing to your feet right where you are? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. How about closing your eyes right right now? Just maybe you need to ask yourself a question. Do I have trust issues? Because just even acknowledging that it's a good place to start. Now, I know there's people in this place, we all have at some point, to some degree, had people let us down. And the problem in many places is we project human failings on a perfect God. And so now we approach God from a distance because we don't know if we can trust Him. Here's the thing. You can trust God with your heart. He's not going to hurt you. He's not going to bruise you. You can trust. You can trust in Him. Some of you, it's like, oh, I find it hard to even trust other people because of what happened to me, what's gone on, what's been. Well, when you learn to trust God, it's then... Other people, when other people let you down, it's not as big a deal because you you go, yeah, people do stuff, people. But it's better to believe. It's better to risk, to step out. They're not doing it. They're not risk at all. And I just really believe God wants to move upon this today. Come on, if you you right now witness with the word that's been spoken, and you just say, man, I want to go to a new level of trust. I want you to lift your hands right across this place. Just, just new level of trust, new level of trust. Trusting in God, trusting in God. Come on, lift your hands high right now, right across this place. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Right now you're identifying areas that have put a cap on our trust. And right now... You're taking the cap off. You're removing the ceiling. We're determining right now to go deeper. We're determining to go further. Lord, we don't want to just stand at the edge of our promise. We want to enter into everything that you've promised. We want to take hold of it right now by faith. Lord, and Lord, even where the enemies come in, Lord, and He's brought disappointment and Lord, He's caused our hearts to be disillusioned. Lord, I, I pray, Lord, we, we sent fiery darts. Lord, that those fiery darts would be removed in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray together, Lord, as a people, we'll learn to trust You more and more.
We put our hope in You. We trust You, Lord, with our future. Lord, we trust You in our relationships. We trust You with our finances. We trust You, Lord, in every aspect of our life. Lord, we hold nothing back. Lord, even right now, we give everything to You. We surrender our lives. Lord, recognising that You're a good God, a good God who's for us. Lord, and because You're for us, nothing can stand against us. In Jesus' Name. Lord, our hope is in You today. Oh, come on, let's just lift our voices. Let's